Today we are continuing our message series through the summer called the Tender Commandments, where we are looking at the Ten Commandments that God gives us. Now you could actually split the Ten Commandments into two pretty distinct groups. Commandments one through three talk about our love for God and what that means, and then Commandments 4 through 10 talk about how we love one another as as people. And what's kind of interesting is that maybe you've been feeling some emotions as you've been listening to these messages. One of those emotions might be guilt or shame, wondering, uh, man, I can't live up to the standards or the commands that God has given. And that's all right, because that points us to our need for a Savior, who is Jesus, who fulfills these commandments. Yet maybe there's something else that I hope that you experience through this series, is that not that these commandments are just bad. I mean, this is why we're calling them the tender commandments. Because God gives us these because He loves us. He wants us to experience life. Fully. In fact, that comes from John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus says these words. He says that I have come that they, being you and me, might have life and have it abundantly. God gives us these because he loves us so much and he wants us to experience life to the fullest. What's been interesting is that over the last couple weeks, we've been getting very practical with these Ten Commandments. I mean, Commandment 4 talks about the family and how we should honor our father and mother. Commandment 5 talks about how we should treat one another, especially how we should treat our enemies. Commandment 6 talks about uh, marital relationships and intimacy. And then Commandment 7, we talk about this, stealing. How do we love one another and not taking from our neighbor? The commandment is, thou shall not steal. Now, you and I are created to care for our stuff. I mean, life's existence doesn't uh, come in the abundance of possessions, but but you and I are deeply uh, connected to our own stuff for the most part. How do I know that? Well, have you ever gotten something stolen from you? And if you have, you know how much it really frustrates you and becomes, I don't know, makes us kind of angry. For me, it happened a couple years ago. I was out in Oak Brook meeting somebody for lunch, and uh, we had a great meeting. It was a great lunch. I was super excited about it and, and, uh, and came back into my car, and in the back seat of my car was my bag, which typically holds my Bible, my journal, my iPad, and my laptop. And uh, when I got back into the car, didn't think anything of it, drove home about a 20-minute drive, and I grabbed my bag out of the back seat and felt a lot lighter. And when I opened up my bag, I noticed inside there was my Bible and my journal, but my iPad and laptop and both of chargers for them were missing. And honestly, in that moment, I was so angry. I was mad because I was going to have to call my wife and explain to her what happened. And she was going to accuse me of not locking the doors, which is not true. I did lock the doors, all right? But, but more than that, I was, I was frustrated. I was like, man, why would somebody stoop so low to do this? I mean, all the work that was on my laptop, the work that I was working for on the weekend for Sunday was 
was on there. I was so mad and upset. My whole day was turned upside down. I had to go back out to Oak Brook and go to the police station. And they told me, well, we, uh, we're going to check the cameras and see if we see anything, but chances are probably not. I mean, we absolutely hate it when somebody takes our stuff. We feel violated. And we, as people, go to great lengths and measures to make sure that people don't take our things. I mean, just look around your house for a second. I'm sure you have locks on your doors, especially the doors that go outside. We have doorbells now that have video cameras on them. There might be a chance that, that you get a notification on your cell phone that somebody just walked by your house as you're watching this. We have locks on our phones and on our laptops and on our watches. We have uh, logins for websites and in pins for our debit cards and all kinds of security measures because in this world there seems to be a lot of stealing. You know there's this funny video uh, of this guy his name's Mark Rober he has his own YouTube channel and he's a former NASA engineer he's a really smart dude and, uh, and Mark had ordered something from Amazon and it arrived at his house. He got the notification on his phone. And, and when he uh, went to go check to pick up that thing, it was missing. Well, he also has one of those uh, doorbells that has the video camera on it. And he looked at the footage and somebody who was walking the neighborhood came up to his front porch and took the thing that he had ordered. And so he decided to put together what is known as the Package Thief Glitter Bomb. You can YouTube this. It's a YouTube video, and I would recommend that you do that after church is done, all right? But on this uh, package thief glitter bomb uh, that Mark Rober put together, he designed it that when the package was removed from his front porch, it would trigger the cell phones inside so the GPS would be working. And when they opened it up, all of a sudden, uh, there would be a pound of glitter that just sprayed all over the person who took this package. And then he also rigged it so that there would be some fart spray that would just spray every couple of minutes. So not only did you have glitter everywhere, but it smelled terrible. Now, this makes a great YouTube video. But honestly, this isn't how we should really react to, to people stealing stuff. I mean, revenge is, is something that just leads and escalates to something that can be really, really dangerous. So maybe the question is not how do we respond to these things. The better question is how should we act as followers of Jesus in a world where theft and robbery seems to be happening? Now, today, I want us to understand this point that when we don't steal, when we abstain from taking other people's things, it's an incredible witness to our world about who our God is and who we are. And today, um, I want us to see that there are two principles that really arise when we abstain from stealing. Two really important principles that, that, that teach us more about who our God is. And they come from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. Yes, we're just going to be in one verse of the Bible, but it is loaded in what it means for us to not steal. The first principle is this, is that wrong taking 
challenges integrity. These words from Paul to the Ephesians, he says this, let the thief no longer steal. If you've read the book of Ephesians, you've probably seen that chapters 1 through 3 talk about our relationship with God and how we're saved by grace through faith. But then Paul gets into chapter 4, where he's talking here, and he's saying that the person who used to steal should steal no longer. The reason is, is because as Christians, we should have integrity. Well, what do I mean by integrity? Integrity is simply the way you act when no one is looking. And generally speaking, stealing happens when, when no one is looking. See, we shouldn't take other people's stuff because it's not ours. And did you hear the story I told you about the laptop and how that got taken from me and how upset that brought me? I think we need to understand that when we take things that are not ours, we really aren't loving our neighbor as, as we should. But it goes deeper than that. I mean, deeper in that integrity is not just referring to uh, refraining from taking other people's stuff, but, but integrity also, and quite frankly, stealing means that we, we do our work well. To not steal means that we we do our work well. These aren't my words. This is from Paul here in Ephesians 4, the next little section. In, in verse 28, he says, But rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands. See, stealing and, and integrity is also about how you work. How you work when your performance review is about to happen. Or, or better yet, how you work and, and have any integrity that how you work uh, matters when your boss isn't in the room or not zoning out on social media all day. Because when you do that, ultimately you're, you're stealing from, from your employer or your company. And, and that's a matter of integrity. Or, or stealing is, is not just um, working well, but it also means that we shouldn't take advantage of somebody in a dishonest way. We, we shouldn't be putting our neighbor in harm. And stealing isn't uh, not just refraining, but, but it's really us understanding that we have to do our jobs well, the, the, the jobs, the vocations that God has given us, that we do that to the best of our ability. So having integrity means in that we don't take from our neighbor, but we also work well because when we don't steal, it's an incredible witness to our world about who our God is. The second important principle that arises when we don't steal is this, that wrong keeping challenges generosity. Again, Ephesians 4.28, he says this, Paul says, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. This is maybe a really hard truth to come to, but we have to recognize that the things that we have are ultimately a gift that has been given to us. The fundamental truth that we believe as Christians is that all that we have is really something that God has given to us. I had somebody uh, share this with me one time and it just stuck. They said uh, that we are more of a trustee or a steward of the things that we have instead of an owner of the stuff that we have. 
Well, what do we mean by that? A, a trustee is somebody who has been given power to administer the stuff that they have been given. See, the things that we have aren't just for our benefit. We're called to bless others with our stuff. I saw this uh, firsthand with our first house that we bought. Uh, Gretchen and I, we were living in Knoxville, Tennessee, and, and we didn't have any kids yet, and, and we were blessed to be able to afford to buy a, uh, buy a home. And this is a picture of it right here. I love this home. I mean, it had all of the bones, the skeleton was all there. There was just a bunch of like little exterior work and stuff that could be done. And we got to make it our own. And, and if you look on this picture around the back there, there was this screened in patio. And I wish, I'll show you another picture here. I wish we had a before photo of what this patio looked like because all the screens were broken and, and it was dirty and all sorts of stuff. And, and one weekend for two days, Gretchen and I, we worked hard just pulling off those screens and redesigning it. And, and this spot became my favorite place in the whole house. I mean, it was something that I enjoyed to go out and read and things like that. But I also began to like feel this pride of that this is mine and I've, I've made it better. Just something that we should do with the stuff that God has gifted us. We should be proud and, and, and use it to the best of its ability. Yet also I began to find that I enjoyed it more when I started sharing it with other people. I shared this patio with others. And, and, and this truth of being a trustee instead of an owner became, became real to me when the day came when we sold this house. We were moving to St. Louis to go to seminary. And I remember uh, living there for only a couple years and, and just got to see the real truth that man, I'm really a trustee of the things that are given to me. Yes, I know my name was on the title and technically the bank really owned it because they had a lot more money in it than me, but, but really I'm, I'm a trustee of the things that I have and I should use that to bless other people. And speaking of generosity though, uh, you know, it's important for us to understand that we should be generous with the things that we have but also that we're willing to ask for help when we need it. That's why on our website, tlc4u.org, uh, where you go to the uh, COVID page, you'll see a little section there that says, give help and get help. And, and I want, if you feel just led to, to bless somebody or, or bless this ministry, you can do that in that space. But also I want you to know that if you're in need of help, I pray that that you would be willing to reach out and that we as a church won't, um, won't abuse you or use you in a wrong way or anything like that. Or, or we really want to walk with you in this journey that if you're in need of some financial help, maybe paying a bill or, or just a car uh, issue or thing that's going on, we have a thing called the Samaritan Fund and we would love to bless and help because we believe that being generous means that we walk with one another in this journey. See, here at Trinity, we talk about generosity a lot. And you're saying, of course you do. That's how the church makes money. And maybe that's somewhat true, but, but honestly, I mean, if this was all about making money, we would just be nickel and diamond everybody. We'd be charging you to watch this right now. The reason that we talk about generosity is not to make money. But we want to invite you in to the freedom and the joy that generosity brings. 
See, stealing also means wrong keeping. And when we just think that everything that we have is ours, we miss the heart of the freedom and the joy that comes when we learn to be generous. Because being generous means that we're not giving material items too much power in our lives. Because when we don't steal, it's an incredible witness to our world about who our God is. But one last thing. I want to go back to John chapter 10 and get a better picture of who our God is. Remember those words that Jesus said, I came to bring life abundantly? Well, there's some really powerful stuff here as well in this passage. That Jesus says this, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. I am sure that you're probably thinking that this week uh, that I don't want to experience theft, <laughs> I don't want to die, and I certainly don't want to be destroyed. And I know for a fact that, that God doesn't want you to experience those things either. In fact, that's the opposite of what God wants us to experience. See, there is someone that wants to to uh, the thief, wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But, but Jesus says, but I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. See, our God said these words, and then, and then later on, he would go and show that he lives up to his word, displaying his integrity by going to the cross for you and me. He would show his generosity that that he didn't deserve to be there, but instead chose to be there on our behalf, rising again from the dead and promising to bring life to those who believe in him. He would say that I am the good shepherd, that the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. This is who our God is, one that is filled with integrity and generosity. And I pray that as we lean into these tender commandments, may they teach us more about ultimately our God. Yet may they also teach us that, that not stealing reveals integrity and generosity. And may that bring us life and joy and freedom in this world. Amen.